Welcome to The Future Starts With You, where we explore career readiness initiatives with the people doing the real work in the field, from the classroom to administrators, industry, and beyond. I'm Jewel Alderson, and our work at the San Diego County Office of Education is focused on ensuring all students have a future without boundaries. We're excited to have you with us today, because like the title says, the future starts with you. Today, we are here with a man who is known either by George or Randy, depending on who you are. But what we do know is he is known as uh, the woodworking teacher here at Oceanside High School. So, uh, George Zubieta, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Well, thank you for having me here. I'm, I'm really excited. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we're, we're excited to talk to you because I think you're doing some really interesting things. Um, but can we start uh, by getting a little bit of a background? You are newer on the CTE teaching roster. Um, where do you come from? What brings you to teaching uh, CTE? Uh, well, I always wanted to teach CTE since I was in high school. So honestly, this is like my high school dream job. Um, that's amazing yes uh and everything i did since high school what revolved around being in this position uh so everything from being a lab technician at palomar college in the woodworking program and then working at multiple different cabinet shops and even teaching adult education at a different district that i want to talk about <laughs> no, i'm kidding <laughs> um no i taught at, at Escondido unified uh uh in their adult education program, and then eventually made my way down to here. Yeah. Well, what is it about CTE that made it like your dream job? Um, well, it started out in high school, just something that I was just good at. Mm. I wasn't necessarily academically inclined in school and whatnot, um, but I was just good in woodshop class. After I left high school, I I dipped my feet into working into a cabinet shop and just realized how much uh, or how many opportunities are really out there. And I just knew that this was a, a way of me to, uh, to, br uh, to bring all that knowledge that I gained into the classroom and just kind of teach it to the next gen uh, generation coming up. Yeah, I think um, a lot of students who are just tired with pen to paper yes. um, and are really good with their hands, their minds, with the critical thinking, you know, they really find their home in career technical education because mm -hmm. whether it's in woodworking, engineering, um, or even in ICT where you're on a computer, but you are doing more than just, you know, the, the standard response or I choose C uh, mm -hmm. and that multiple choice test. Uh, yes. Because the reality is when you leave school, um, there are a few jobs that actually mirror what the classroom looks like um, outside of CTE. Mm -hmm. And so how awesome is it that you really recognized uh, the opportunity there and you found your home in CTE. So yes. um, I'm welcome, welcome back to the <laughs> CTE classroom. Thank you. And so um, how's it been? Is it, does it match the dream that you had uh, when you came in? You've been, how long have you been at, at Oceanside? Um, five years? This would be my third year. I got hired one week before COVID shut down. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> so you have literally experienced some of the biggest challenges teaching has to offer. And um, yes. how, uh, let me just, I'm going to take it in a slight different direction. How did you teach woodworking uh, virtually? Was there any particular <laughs> activities that stand out as something that you uh, you figured out a way for students to do something? Um, yes. Yeah, so uh, 
my lessons did involve around a lot of planning procedures and a lot of writing and math, which I'm sure my students loved. Um, but I was also able to get some, uh, some support through our uh, CT department here and also from outside sources. And we put together these little kits that students will take home. And I would record a little video just like showing them how to build a project. And they ended up being able to build a little uh, wall hanging open cabinet with like a little center shelf um from home so very yeah, that's cool what, that's how we, we pulled well, it off <laughs> you had to dive right into the deep end uh yes. of teaching by going straight into that um but what a what a great opportunity to find that flexibility and to give students something that's actual hand on hands-on learning mm -hmm. um at a time where they didn't have access to that uh, yeah no right. and it was really cool i had uh, some of my favorite responses were students that pretty much just uh said, um, I never really get to hang out with my dad at all, but mm. this gave us an opportunity to to bond together and actually do something to, uh, together since he knows a little bit about this. So it was just really cool. What I've heard is that you have had opportunities to give your students uh, more than just, you know, their parents, their school, uh, but to showcase their work on a bigger stage um, through a few places. Um, and one big one is through the CTSO or Career Technical Student Organization, uh, a Skills USA. So, uh, for any listeners who don't know, CTSOs are leadership opportunities in, that are embedded into CTE classes. They're kind of like an honor society meets a club, um, meets a competition. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a number of CTSOs that are approved by the Department of Ed here in California. So tell me a little bit about the structure of the CTSOs and how your students are able to have more than just competition, but opportunities for leadership. Uh, yes, yeah, so this year I do have a, a six-person uh, officer team uh, that is all uh, from the, the kids here on campus. And so uh, right now we're kind of in the middle of organizing all the different uh, activities for, uh, for the school year. And some of those activities include uh, fundraising opportunities. Uh, some of them also include uh, charity uh, opportunities, such as you know, going out and doing a, a, a beach cleanup or, mm -hmm. or whatnot, and also some social activities where we, where we try to connect with uh, our community members and uh, essentially stay close to our Oceanside community. Um, what kind of roles does your officer team have? Like, are they just a team, or do they all have titles within that? So I have a president, vice president, secretary, historian um, that also doubles as a reporter. I have a treasurer and a parliamentarian. Yes. And together then they, so they're planning all of these local events and then are they also part of, you know, the work that you do when you're at competition? Um, yeah, so all of them are in CT courses. So more than likely they'll be one of the people competing. Mm. Um, there are also like specific leadership competitions that they could also uh, partake in. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we all of our careers outside of the field of education mm -hmm. incorporate our learning across all subjects. And so um, not only having students do that, but calling it out 
helps them hopefully to be more successful in their math class, in their English class, because now, you know, we all see better value in things if we know we're going to use them. Definitely. And so um, hopefully you're inspiring kids to see that and use yeah. that. Now, Skills USA is not the only place that students are um, showing, showcasing their work. I hear that uh, the county fair is in your future. What does that look like? Is that something that, um, you know, anyone can uh, participate in? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, I used to participate all the time in the county fair when I was a student and whatnot. I uh, no longer can participate myself because I am now judging at the fair as well. <laughs> that does sound like a conflict of interest. Yes. <laughs> Just having, like, oh, uh, I got another gold, gold ribbon in my back exactly. pocket. <laughs> but I've been fortunate enough to see kind of the, the behind the scenes, so I know what, what judges look for and whatnot. Um, so, yes, this year my students are going to be uh, submitting at least one or two pieces into the county fair um, and seeing how they do. Uh, hopefully we can get a, a best of show out of there, or best Ooh. of class. Yes, that'd be very exciting. I'm sure, um, you know, the students are probably excited. I get excited when I go to the fair. I always like to go stop by all mm -hmm. of the kind of student exhibits uh, yes. just on the county level to go like, oh, I know, mm -hmm. you know, this teacher at this site and that yes. one at the other and, and to see um, the, the work come alive for an authentic audience mm -hmm. uh, there at the fair. One thing I wanted to ask you about, um, as a shop teacher, is there any favorite equipment that you have in the shop that you think anybody who wants to do a little, uh, maybe like an entry-level woodworking project with their students might be interested in adopting? Hmm. I would say, I mean, as ease of, I mean, CNC might be an option, mm. uh, but you need to be have a little bit of tech knowledge and whatnot. But to be honest, the lathe is just one of those tools where they're just super simple for anyone to pick up, uh, especially last year. That's one of the tools that they were able to use as a lathe, and they turned a bunch of pens. Mm. Uh, and some of our board members and... Uh, people in the district office have some of those pens that the students made. So, um, yeah, it's a nice little gift. And, I mean, the moment students go to the fair and they see people selling those handcrafted pens for, like, 30, 50, 60 bucks, they're like, oh, I can do that. <laughs> yeah, so it's very exciting. I love it. Yes. A lot of times our students, you know, like the classic – um, oh, I made something to put on the desk. Yes. You know, I made, you know, a paperweight. Yes. Uh, and, you know, I'm just, I don't like knickknacks. Mm -hmm. I like useful things. Yes. So, you know, the, the thought of having students learn techniques mm -hmm. and in doing so, creating something that's useful, something that they can pass along, something that can showcase your work and encourage other people to maybe uh, get into your class. I think that is fantastic. All right. Well, uh, the truth is, the work that you do in the classroom, uh, that's really where the future starts. And so as we kind of close this up, I'm curious uh, about what impact you hope to make on the future of your students. Um, the impact I hope to make on my students is for them to uh, know that there is a opportunity out there that might not be the traditional math English kind of thing that if maybe post-secondary education is not in their initial view 
that they do have a way to be self-sustaining and uh, be a contributing member to their community. Absolutely. Well, there are some programs at the community college. The students who want to continue definitely um, can dive deeper into woodworking. And I think right now um, the trades are a space where uh, the silver tsunami is going to hit hard. And when I say the silver tsunami, I we have a large number of folks who are in these careers who are aging out. Who mm-hmm. you know these are physical jobs. And they're retiring. So what do you see as the future of this industry and the opportunities for students in it? I definitely see that in this industry. Uh, If I look at all the different cabinet shops that I worked with or visited and whatnot while I was actually in industry, a lot of the people are older and actually looking to, um, uh, to retire. But the issue is that there's no one really who's young who actually knows this, who can come in and and pick up where they left off. Um, actually, my old boss at the cabinet shop has talked to me about one of the students who competed at Skills USA. Uh, I'm not sure if anything ever happened, but he was actually looking to bring uh, uh, him on board. He, already, uh, he graduated last year, uh, Daniel. Uh, he was going to bring Daniel on board and kind of take him under his wings and show him how to work. Re- how to actually like run the business. And mm. in four years when he decides to retire, he actually wa- was wanting to gift the business to Daniel. Not sure if that ever happened or whatnot, but it was a, it's just kind of a little insight into like what's really going on out right now. Yeah. Well, so many of these businesses are small businesses, just like most businesses in the county are, are very mm-hmm. small businesses. Mm-hmm. And uh, these family-owned businesses, a lot of times the kids don't want to, take that on and yeah. hopefully your students find a place in those industries in those opportunities and uh you know when 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 you need a project done that there's someone to call because <laughs> if everyone retires i i hope that we we still have um local uh talent mm-hmm. who's ready to take that call in the future i'm sure there definitely will be well thank you so much for joining me today and I look forward, I will be on the lookout next summer when I go to the fair. And uh, hopefully uh, they will not be alone. And some of our listeners will, will enter some things in the fair as well. Yes, ma'am. All right. Well, thank you so much. And uh, we look forward to seeing uh, your students' work. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for another episode. If you have questions about this episode, career readiness in general, or would be interested in being a guest on the podcast, check out the show notes. We would love to hear from you. The work you are doing makes a real impact. So keep up the good work until next time, because as you know, the future starts with you.